baby. What's up, everybody, and welcome back. Uh, welcome back to the Bridging the Gap podcast. We have a very, very special episode today for a few reasons. Uh, first of all, this is going to be the first one on video, so hello, everybody. Um, I've got a dodgy background at the moment. I promise you I'll get you a, a very, very clean one when I get back home. Obviously, I'm still with my mum, so there's literally a dirty kitchen in the background, so I thought I'd put one over here. So that's, that's the first thing. The next thing is, is I've got one of my best friends in the world on the, on the podcast and one of my very first guests. I think maybe I've had one that I can think off the top of my head, potentially two people I've ever had on, on the podcast. And uh, I'm extremely grateful to have uh, Mr. Tak Chiho here. So welcome, Tak. Thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate it. How are you? Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm honored to be one of your first esteemed guests. I know. I I'm doing really well, man. I think it's nice to have you because it's like more comfortable because like we've obviously been friends for like you know nearly a decade, so it's a lot more comfortable than having someone <laughs> someone else on, which is good. Um, so I wanted to talk. I just wanted to introduce Tak a little bit. So Tak is a professional fulfillment coach. He has taken a huge turn in his life. He's quit his corporate job and he's decided to chase his dream of 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 help helping other people you know fulfill theirs and 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 chase that dream down there. So I think it's a really really relevant thing to talk about because. I think a lot of people face this crisis in their life and crossroads, and, and I think you know Tag can can help arm you of some of those those things necessary to get over those or help you get through those things. So um, I think like maybe me and I'll, I'll just tell tell everyone how me and Tag know each other. So we went to university together, 2012. I went, so maybe you came like maybe the year after or something. But we've been friends like best of friends probably since then. You know, which has been absolutely epic. He's seen me throughout my whole journey. I've seen him throughout his whole journey. So. We do go way, 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 way back, and um, and yeah, that, that, that's the background about us. So, Tak, I just wanted to, I wanted you to just talk a little bit about where you've come from in your journey and, and how you found this new, this new whatever, this new job, this new life, this new routine, this new this new thing that you're chasing, and what was the catalyst to make you change, and and potentially just fill us in a little bit what you're doing before as well. Yeah, for sure. Maybe I'll maybe I'll um, start with a little bit of my story and my, my background. So, I was born in the UK in a small town called Spalding uh, in Lincolnshire. If anyone who's from the UK, and you know, I was I was one of the only Chinese kids in my class, uh, one of the only Chinese families in the whole town, actually. So, um, both my parents worked pretty like manual jobs and worked hard to provide for me and my two my three well two brothers so three of us in total uh, but the, the thing was like i observed that for the majority of their lives they just just weren't happy my my dad actually passed away when i was pretty young when i was about the age of 11 and if when i was reflecting on it in my adulthood i actually never really saw him happy and never saw him smile so you know very early on i vowed that i would have a fulfilling life i would do what felt felt good and do things positively um, so that's that's really where a lot of my like primary motivations comes from motivation comes from sure. um, but the problem is and the problem that most people have is they actually don't know or at least I didn't know what what truly fulfilled me and what I truly wanted to do with my life mm-hmm. so from a young age I was just doing things that I enjoyed and I felt felt were good so that led me on to studying mechanical engineering at uni where I met Josh, of course, a very important person in my life. Big up Loughborough. And <laughs> big up to Loughborough, yeah. Man, I had such great experiences there. Yeah. Very, very uh, formative, very transformative. Um, and obviously I met, met some incredible people um, who have who've 
made a huge impact on my life, one of them being Josh. Um, but yeah, so that led me on to studying mechanical engineering. I, I did a year in industry, but really the, the environment, although I love problem solving, I love technology. The problem was like in the actual environment, I wasn't feeling, feeling good. It wasn't really hitting the spot, I suppose. So like once I graduated uni, I was like a little bit lost. wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. Um, and I knew for certain, but I didn't want to go into engineering purely. Mm-hmm. So I set my eyes on business. And the reason why I did that is because I recognized that businesses are able to make a huge impact on society. And one of my main motivations is that I do want to leave a legacy. I want to actually uh, leave a positive impact on the world. And, you know, it makes me feel good. So I, I had an idea that that is where my fulfillment lies. So that led me on to going into management and technology consulting. I managed to get into one of the top firms in the world. Um, and I was working with, you know, great clients, really high profile projects, working with really talented people. I learned a lot. I learned a lot, like great experiences. But, you know, after the first few months of uh, the company I joined, which um, I joined a, a year and a half ago, uh, the, the kind of honeymoon period uh subsided yeah. mm-hmm. and i started to wake up feeling pretty unmotivated uninspired yeah um and at that point i i had to like be really honest with myself i was like i've, I've devoted so much time and energy into this getting into this career getting into this, this position i was getting credibility stability all of those things but my gut feeling and my heart feeling was like something's not right so you know over lockdown period, I had a lot of time to reflect and reconnect to, you know, my, my authentic desires. And that was when I was um, really starting to explore what, what do I want for my life? And what is, what do I truly value? And one of the things that I discovered was I truly value freedom and freedom for me is being able to uh, spend my time and spend my energy in exactly the way I choose to spend it. Mm-hmm. but also freedom to create and contribute in my unique way. And I felt like I could be fully unchained, unrestrained and serving to the best of my abilities if I did have this freedom. And then some, you know, as soon as these ideas came to my mind, I had some, some very well-timed conversations with some of my friends. And of course you're a coach yourself. Mm. So you, you played a huge role in, in this decision too. Um, kind of showing the way you've, you've done it. So it made it much easier for me to make the decision to do it. Um, But, but a lot of my friends were say, were confirming to me that, you know, just, just me being present in their lives and, you know, um, having deep conversations with them has helped to transform their lives. And as a result, their life trajectory has taken very, very positive, gone down a very positive route. And that's what led me to life coaching. And I, I truly want, like, I, I get a lot of enjoyment out of seeing people happy, seeing people empowered, seeing people following their dreams and doing what they feel is right. So that's what led me to fulfillment coaching. And it really helped me to reconnect with that vow I made when I was much younger, sure. where I want fulfillment, but I also want to see other people fulfilled as well. Because what, what really, what I imagine is, what if everyone was unlocked in terms of their fulfillment where they had all their needs covered and they're all just doing things that they really love to do 
yeah wouldn't the world just be like an incredibly wonderful place it would be <laughs> it absolutely would be <laughs> now that's really interesting like i think the way you've sort of described that um especially like the last few years as well it's almost like you've got this this skill just just as part of your demeanor part of your you know whatever it is like the way that you can talk to people like you've got the keys to help people unlock themselves right and it's kind of similar to me in the fact that like i never really knew i was a coach but I was kind of helping people along the way. And then you kind of just fall into this path of like, I'm actually helping people right now. I can do this. And I just have this thing in me that makes me good at it, like from the start. So I'm only going to get incredibly better and, you know, exponentially better as we go through it, as you go through it, the process. So I found that quite cool. That's, that's quite interesting that you said that. Do you think that I could be way off? Like, do you think that this, you mentioned, you know, your dad passing away when, when you're 11 years old and you mentioned that he was never happy. Or, or, or you, you know, you perceived him never to be happy. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure he had happy times in his life. But do, do you think that that perception from an early age kind of instilled this idea of you that you potentially, you know, you don't want to live that life. You don't want to, you don't want to be that unhappy person. Um, because for me, I, I never had like I never had anything like that happen to me. Like I never had a big event, you know, a huge death, a, a life-defining moment that you often hear about people have these life-defining moments and they completely go on a different tangent or they, they awaken, they realize there's more to life and there's a lot more that they need to try and get out of life. So I never had one of those things. Mine was much more a process over time, you know, either thankfully or luckily or whatever, you know. But do you think that that had a big impact in your life and do you think that impacts other people's fulfillment in ways? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, during the time, like I... You know, I saw like when I was younger, I, I firstly saw my dad, you know, working every day, working hard. He'd come back from actually I, I very I very rarely saw him when he was working. But then after a few years, uh, the working was replaced with like frequent hospital visits yeah. because my dad was having like multiple surgeries. Hmm. So, you know, I also saw him suffering for many years. Yeah. And then very suddenly he passed away. Yeah. So. You know, at the time it was very tough, and of course, like someone, anyone who loses someone uh, very pivotal in their life, he was basically the only strong male figure I had in my life. Yeah. Um. So you know, losing him was like tough, but you know, n now in reflection, I can I actually feel very grateful for that experience because it led me to where I am today, the person I am today. It's it's been, you know, a, a keystone. <clears throat> event which has um formed me into the like get, given me these unique character traits um and you know it it led me on the path where i put a great emphasis on happiness and fulfillment yeah. um so yeah absolutely i think it it did but only if you could i'm only able to see it like that because i have taken myself out of that negative perspective yeah because for a long time and this happens you. to everyone we can allow our past events our history our story that we tell ourselves to really hold out hold ourselves back so instead of and for for many years maybe until i was in my late teens i was using that story yeah. as excuses to sabotage my my uh, path to success yeah. but only in reflection am i able to reframe that story and understand that it gave me great strength and it's actually uh, uh, something to be very happy about because it's led me to 
the incredible happiness I get to feel right now. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask, and you kind of explained it perfectly. Do Do you think there was a moment when, when you like, it's, it, I, I for me it wasn't. So I kind of find it hard to relate for people that do that. But was there like a defining moment that you kind of just said, "I'm going to stop this. Uh, I'm going to cut it loose. I'm going to let this 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 negative weight, this thing that's going to drag me down, which it will do. <laughs> of course, it's going to happen. You know, you can lose your father. Of course, it's going to happen. It's, it's almost like a natural response for that to happen. Almost sometimes I feel like once something big happens that you need to hurt for a bit in order for it to kind of have the effect that it needs to later in life. That's how I've always felt anyway. But for you, was there a moment maybe in your late teens, maybe early twenties, maybe at university, I don't know, but was there a moment when you thought, I'm going to let this go now and I'm going to make this, I'm going to reframe this. Like you said, I'm going to reframe this negativity and, and switch it. Was there a moment for you? Yeah, I think, I think from the age of 18, every single year was super transformative and extremely profound in, in my transformation. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because at the age of 18, I just devoted myself. I just decided that I wanted better in life. Yeah. So for, for all, all of my teens, I was pretty much addicted to video games. Yeah. And the reason I was addicted in, in hindsight was because I was using it as a form of escapism. Escaping, so I was yeah, really 100%. escaping from reality. Yeah, and, and you know this because you, you were doing it too. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I used to love playing role-player games um, because in, that, in the times where I was absorbed into those games, I was someone else. Yeah. And, I, and I could just forget about my problems. Um, and, you know, although, to be honest, I had a lot of, a lot of fun playing those games. I had, it was a social thing too. Yeah. Um, but of course, I, overall, it's very destructive because I was not only, you know, desensitizing my dopamine system, but I was also escaping from my issues. So yeah. all of my like suppressed and repressed emotions, I just wasn't dealing with, I was just playing games. Yeah. Um, but by the time I was 18, what actually triggered me was I... So I, I, I've always done well in school. Like, um, I think, uh, a part of me never wanted to let my mum down. I never wanted to be an issue for my mum because like she, she already had too many issues being a single parent, raising three kids. Yeah, of course. So I, I, I was always doing well in school, but I, that led me on to applying to Cambridge university and I actually got rejected and that rejection, um, led me to think what have I actually achieved in life? Because I was preparing for this interview, but I was thinking what extracurricular activities have I done? What other things have I done other than getting these levels or, or, yeah. or killing noobs on, on, uh, <laughs> on these video games? Um, and, and really I was like, not much, not mm. much. And to be honest, it didn't feel good. I, I didn't feel great about myself. There were loads of things that I had unresolved, um, I felt like a very insecure in myself, like not confident, uh, certainly not empowered. Um, and these were real, and the root of those things were just the stories I was telling myself, the identity that I was embodying. Mm. So I suppose the, the catalyst for that was getting rejected by Cambridge. And then mm. what, uh, what really changed it was the devotion to constant personal uh, development and yeah. also you know self-discovery as well because i had all these repressed issues yeah but it was only until i had <clears> to <throat> like really focus that light of awareness within myself um to unveil it and then you know slowly untangle and deconstruct it for sure 
I think I think that's 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 really interesting. And I think for me, like when I'm listening to it, when I see it, I listen to it, I think that sounds quite young to have those realizations because for me, I was 25. It took me it took me to 25 to have those realizations of I actually need to focus on myself and develop myself rather than these external factors which weren't weren't giving me the the feeling that I wanted inside the the gratification, the the fulfillment that I was kind of searching for. And 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 I'm sure like obviously the culmination of of what's happened what happened with your dad the, the the repressing of that for so long and then obviously the final rejection was that final nail in the coffin this, this made you just either explode or just refocus or just recenter you somewhere else um and, and and put you in that position where you can see things differently so for me it sounds young like it just sound young because i was because i was so old so like the people that are listening to this you know you know from 16 to, to 30 35 understand that you can be in this place at 30 at 18, at 12, at 40, you know, you can, you know, some of the people that I look up to in this world that are, you know, huge business entrepreneurs, maybe they even start their business till 35 or 40 or they're, or they're, they're what they wanted to do. So I think it's important to understand that people are so different and what, what leads you to that moment in time will be different. So there's multiple ways to kind of come at it. So I think that's a really good introduction to the, to the background of where you're at. Um, so how long, uh, so yeah, wh- how long have you been doing this now? Like in terms of fulfillment, like what's, what's the plan going forward? Have you, um, have you got anything that, that's on the horizon in terms of where you want to go with the coaching long-term or are you much focusing on just kind of building this thing up at the moment? Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm definitely, well, actually let me, let me touch on a point you mentioned there. A really, really profound point is that like everyone is on their own unique journey and just because, you decide just because you're old, slightly older or maybe very young doesn't mean that you can't choose to transform now because really we it's it's a present moment decision to transform yeah. and then the time is now if you want to transform people following the youtube channel the time is now <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like uh, back to your question um, I'm very much in the fairly early stages of uh, forming my brand. <clears throat> my brand. Um, I did. Ha- I did previously begin cre- creating a brand that was called Improved with Me, but I'm uh, going to refocus it on just just my name, uh, kind of similar to you, and then build that up. So the intention is to be creating content, uh, mostly focused on YouTube, uh, where I just want to you know provide value and speak about and talk important topics, have progressive. Uh, constructive communi- uh, conversations with interesting people yeah. Um, and yeah just like re- really deconstructing life and how to how to live a good life uh, if I just want to be providing information and value where it will help others to live your most empowered enriched best life basically sure. um, so you know at the moment I'm coaching a few people but I, I intend to expand that to uh, potentially group coaching and then you know yeah, of courses courses down the line possibilities are endless that's great man mm-hmm. like i'm um, like, as, a, as a friend like as i'm buzzing to hear like a really good friend making that move and and taking the leap because it's never easy i've taken that leap before and it's like it's a scary one you know like you quit your full-time job to go and pursue you know pursue pursue the dream so that's absolutely great and i think i think a lot of people can resonate with that so i wanted to kind of move on to some actionable points, some, 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 some things that people can use in order to maybe take control of their life and, and, and achieve this, this, this feeling, this fulfillment that, that we've been talking about for the beginning. And maybe we can just delve into some of our own experiences uh, and whatnot. So 
as broadly as it's going to sound, how does one achieve fulfillment in life? If I am here, let's give you an example. Let's use my example. You're at university. You're not truly happy with the degree you've chosen. You're two and a half years in. You start to realize maybe you've got a few hobbies that you're more interested in. Um, and you have no idea where to go because the only person that you get information from is either your parents, uh, you know, who are telling you that you need to finish your degree. And that's it, the internet maybe, you know. So for those people who are lost, they don't know where to apply for their job. They're about to get thrown out of university. Maybe they're about to choose, you know, what, what's your advice to someone who, who just has this un, uneasy feeling of, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing in life, <laughs> you know. So if, if you've got some actual points, it'd be great to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we've all been there. Uh, I think it's a part of the human experience to be, you know, a little bit lost and to, to be confronted by challenges like this. I think a good place to start is uh, defining what fulfillment is. Yeah. That's, that's, I, I that's, a, good, that's a good place to start. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So an issue, an issue that most people have is they believe that fulfillment is, you know, some, somewhere in the future um, after you've achieved something like a certain achievement, but really you, you want for the feeling of fulfillment now. So I see fulfillment actually as like a state of mind, a state of being. Um, but it's the, uh, the other side of it is true fulfillment is related to self-actualization. So if, if like maybe some of your audience knows, but there's this, uh, a person called like Abraham Maslow and he created this Maslow's yeah. hierarchy of needs yeah, yeah. I know that, yeah. and right at the top, right at the top is self-actualization, but then you have all the layers underneath it, which yeah. lead up to that. So the, you know, fulfillment is a complex puzzle, which will look different for each of us because we all have our unique experience, unique uh, perspectives and unique desires. Um, so your version of fulfillment will, will look slightly different to mine. However, that like in the hierarchy of needs, there are certain elements of it, uh, elements of your life, which need to be um, in a good place for you to embody your highest self, which is self-actualization or, you know, uh, reaching your full, full potential. So yeah. in order for you to live your best life, which is true fulfillment, you need to be able to in, be in a position where you are actually reaching your full potential, which is self-actualization. So that, that's important to know. If I was to give some advice, and this is something that um, I think everyone needs to, needs, to, needs to know if they want to pursue fulfillment, is that the reason why it's, it can be difficult for us is because we are clouded so out, so, you know, fulfillment, uh, you need to know what your true desires are and your, you have to be firm on your beliefs. But the issue is that our beliefs are highly influenced by society and the people around us. Yeah. And it, and the same goes for desires. So, um, a lot of us are chasing things, which be, we, which we believe will make us successful or yeah. that we believe we, we desire. But a lot of these things are what society or our parents or people important to us yeah. have told sure. us that we, yes. we, sh we want. And yeah. As soon as you're saying that, I'm just thinking, yeah. right, I got told I need a job that's going to pay well, but also going to pay into a pension so that I can retire when I'm 45, 50, when I, and I'm going to have this amount of money coming in. And it's going to have this job security. Like this, these are all the things that I got told. And actually, 
I made my university, I mean, thank God I did, but I made my university decision based off a job that I knew I didn't want, but had a good pension and on paper it was good, good benefits and these things that I'd been told. So as you're saying this, I'm going, fucking, yep, I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Right, carry on to interrupt there. Yeah, no, no, agreed, agreed. Um, so, So with that point, it's really important that, so here's the first tip to detach from what you believe you desire and to recon and try to reconnect with what you actually desire so a part of the equation of fulfillment is that you need to reconnect with your authentic self so you might be asking and a, a lot of clients ask me this i i actually like most people don't actually know what their authentic self is that's what i was going to say because yeah they've not connected with it before. So how can you begin to connect with your authentic self? So one of the practices that I highly recommend, and if there's one thing that you take away from this podcast is to meditate. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people find meditation hard, but um, from hard things, you gain a lot. Like if you do hard things, you're going to gain the most value. so why do I suggest meditation or well, meditation when you're going into that space of stillness and you're calming the mind um, and you're putting yourself in the objective, the seat of the objective observer and all of us within us have, you know, the ego mind, uh, but also behind it is the higher perspective, which is your, the objective observer or your higher self or best self, whatever you, mm-hmm. you want to, whatever term you want to give it. So, you know, when you're entering that state of meditation, you're able to better observe and notice the difference between your ego mind and your higher mind. And your higher mind is essentially your authentic self. And your authentic self or higher mind is able to see your life from a higher perspective. Um, And it's from this position where you can actually understand what are your personal desires, your deepest soul level desires, Um, And what is your ego trying to lead you towards? And the beliefs and the desires which come from your ego are very much uh, influenced by your social conditioning and the people around you. So the the act of meditation or the skill of mindfulness, which is um, basically the skill of awareness, will help you to find, uh, find that separation, see the difference, and then reconnect with your higher self, which is your most authentic self, um and it it might take a little bit of time you know meditation can be difficult because when you first begin your mind is going to be a stream of thoughts and you may not even realize when you're having thoughts but as you do it and with repetition your mind will become much more clear and you'll become you'll become much better at noticing when you have thoughts um so that the idea is that like during the day and during every present moment you're bringing that meditative state and embodying that meditative state always so you're able to see much more clearly and actually lead your life from that higher perspective it makes a lot of sense i think one thing that like struck a chord of, of what you're just saying then was the skill of mindfulness the skill of mindfulness you will not be good at that skill when you first start it first time you ever kick a ball throw a ball pick up anything you are not good at it but you'll get better and better and that's my issue is that i was not good at it and you know i took that route of i can't keep my mind still it's not working and i did it and i did it and i just thought 
no, I can't do it. And I, and I went away from it and I haven't meditated since, you know, you know, maybe that's because I didn't take enough time to learn that skill and practice that skill. I've been bodybuilding for 10 years. I'm very good at bodybuilding. If I'd been meditating for 10 years, I'd be very good at, you know, meditating. So I think that, that, that one thing that you said there's the skill of mindfulness is something that a lot of people need to understand. It's not going to flow into you. It's not going to just flow into you. It's not just going to, you know, you're not going to sit down, load up headspace and you're going to be a guru. It doesn't work like that. It's a process. It's, 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 it's a skill that you've got to learn and adopt over time. So that really, really, really rang true. Um, yeah, absolutely. It, it's a, it's a process of, you know, rediscovering yourself mm -hmm. and, and the process of, gaining more control over your thoughts and mind because you know we have all these thoughts many of them are many of them can be negative you know i had loads of self-deprecating thoughts and uh self-defeating and self-sabotaging thoughts sure. but really we are not our thoughts really we are we are the awareness behind it yeah. so the skill of mindfulness is you know helping you to raise your awareness and become more aware of everything. So within your psyche, but also in your external environment too. But in get, raising your awareness, you are reconnecting to your awareness, which is behind the thoughts. Mm -hmm. So as you do this more often, you'll become much more in control, uh, much more calm and able to lead your life from the higher perspective or your best self. But I just wanted to round off with... Um, around meditation round off a single point around meditation like you you go to the gym a lot um meditation isn't just sitting down and focusing on your breathing there's many many forms of meditation and a lot of people are put off by the the common form of meditation mm -hmm. i do definitely recommend that you do the sitting down and you do focus on your breath but if you really can't do that then i would recommend you know uh, finding a form of meditation that works for you so good examples are exercise or just walking where you're you, you're mindfully walking you're you're feeling your body you're you're focused on your breath you're feeling the sensations of the air and you're just 100 percent present in the moment and aware of everything that in itself is a form of meditation so if you if you if you if you're not going to make time to sit down and meditate and do a little bit of walking or you know running or gymming yeah. So I think in your case, Josh, you, you spend hours of in a meditative state when you're training. Yeah, so that, that's where you get your, your yeah, training. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. No, that's, that's really interesting. And like, even like when you said about the walking, then like I've always said to myself when I finished a walk, that was really cathartic. I feel mentally, like I've mentally offloaded something, which is weird because like I, I, when I, when I prep, like, cause I walk a lot, I do 10,000 steps, whatever I do. I do like, half of those steps with a podcast where I'm trying to learn and I actually do the other half without anything. I don't, I don't put headphones in. I, I don't listen to music. I actually don't do anything. I just walk and I, tr I just, whatever happens in my, this is, and I actively just, whatever happens in my brain, I just let it happen. Right. So maybe sometimes I get some great business ideas. Maybe sometimes I think about nothing. Maybe sometimes I think about my relationships or whatever. So actually, yeah, like, yeah, I guess I am meditating, right. It's like in, in a form like of a, a cathartic way. So no, that, that, that really rang true there. Um, so let's say, um, you know, people have been through somewhat of a transformative process. They've understood maybe what their true desires are and, and they maybe have established a goal that they want to get. A, a, a few questions that popped up was, how do you differentiate, like, people have big goals, people have big aspirations. How do you differentiate between that aspiration being 
too risky or not risky at all you know like for like just as an example i quit like mine was a calculated risk i quit my job to move back in with my mum where i knew i could financially do this this and this and this and 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 in yourself like you had to carry on working at a corporate job for as long as you could make that jump you know but how, how are you making those calculated risks and it's quite easy for people to maybe listen and be like oh you know maybe just take that leap well sometimes the leap isn't at the right time and and i wondered if you had any advice to people as to understand when it went on not as the right time that is that is a great question that's a great question and um so firstly like if you if you have a very clear vision you're in a great place you're in a great place that's that's your north star and that will lead you um it makes it so much easier to make make decisions because you know what direction you're going in. So whenever you're at a, at a place where you need to make a decision, you can be like, is it going to take me towards my North Star? No? Okay, then no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, it, re- it really depends on your situation. And ev- like, like I say, everyone's situation is unique. But here's some advice that I would give. Well, firstly, how much do you want your vision? Um, if your vision is of the right scale and it's big enough, it's going to feel uncomfortable. Like even yeah. sometimes thinking about the vision that I have for my future, I'm like, holy, holy crap. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. But I'm so inspired and so motivated to achieve it because it really resonates with me. I, when, I, when I formed my vision, I really tapped into my authentic self and I'm following my heart. So my vision is big, but I am so motivated to achieve it. Um, but of course, you know, not everyone can just suddenly quit their jobs. Um, so, you know, firstly, I would make sure your finances are in order. Yep. Um, one, one piece of advice is actually like whilst you have a job and if you're considering to, you know, take a step into business, you need to, you need to make sure that you have enough float, like financially, are you able, are you able to survive the next few months? Yeah. Um, if you have good credit, I like obviously I'm not a financial advisor, but if you're going to start a business, I'd recommend you start getting some credit cards before you quit your job, because your salary lever- is, is leverage and it allows you to get get credit basically, yeah. and you'll you'll want that to help you stay afloat, but also to invest in your business. Now, the reason why I was so confident in taking the leap was because like during the final year of working. Um, I, I got a coaching accreditation. So I was putting in the work to put, uh, build the foundations and set myself up to um, be in a good place to start the business. I was also doing a lot of the planning and organization. So I was confident in quitting because I had a very clear, clear step-by-step roadmap yeah. of how I was going to achieve uh, a level where I would be just financially, well, um, able to support myself yeah so i called it my roadmap to freedom so my biggest advice would be you know firstly ensure that your vision you really really resonate with um and understand that the only risk that you take is in not taking the risk because on the other side of you know taking leap is your true fulfillment as, l- as long as your vision really resonates with you yeah so what you're going to do continue in your the job that you potentially not getting fulfilled from or yeah. are you going to take the leap um potentially earn slightly less in the short term yeah. but 
you'll be achieving fulfillment like happiness so what what monetary value do you put on your happiness is the question yeah. here <laughs> and when i when i asked myself that i was like my happiness is priceless yeah um there is no monetary value you can put on it plus like the the i would also be if you're worried about your potential finances this is where your roadmap to freedom is important because mm -hmm. you need to know how you're going to make income from your passion uh your passion projects what you want to do with your life and and here uh, i get the question of how would i even make money following my passions um and this is just a matter of you know widening your perspective and just challenge yourself and understand that there are many many ways to make money especially with the internet yeah. you are you are connected to Everyone billions of people yeah that's right so there's plenty of opportunity um, think from an abundance mindset there is plenty of money to go around if you're going to be providing value to people and doing what you love at the same time you're going to be serving people to the best of your abilities yeah so as long as you're you have a service or a product that is helping people and that people want there's no doubt that you're going to make money and if you're starting a business the earning potential is <clears throat> The earning potential is unlimited yeah. so you will be trading yes the immediate term stability but you are trading that for unlimited earning potential and fulfillment yeah yeah nice no that was really good i think and i think something that i would add to that is that um the like the, the way you said your roadmap to to where you wanted to go like maybe as part of that roadmap there is a there is a little bit of you know you've got to suck up for a bit so that you can have this financial backing and you can have this whatever you want to call it emergency fund we talked about emergency funds on my last podcast a fund that basically if anything everything goes shit up you're good for six months right that's basically what we call emergency fund so maybe as part of your road road plan like road road plan i was gonna say roadblock part of your road plan to get there it may be three or four months you know sucking up another term if you're a teacher okay i'm gonna do this next quarter and then i'm gonna get done you know because you don't have that 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 uh that financial backing or, or that or anything to facilitate that um so i'm gonna run through some questions like I, those just kind of came off off the what we were talking about i'm gonna run through some questions some of them are gonna be different some of them might not be relevant but i think that we can give some advice to some people here so mm -hmm. carlton griffith here is asking uh, he's basically saying, have you ever set a big goal, got there, and then felt an anti-climax? So maybe, you know, maybe someone thinks that this is their big passion. For example, they want to be a bodybuilder. Um, they get to that IFBB Pro card, which, you know, hopefully we can achieve this year. And maybe I get it, and it, and it doesn't feel like I thought it should. It doesn't, you know, I've been chasing this. I've been buzzing for it. I've been living for it. Done everything I can to facilitate it, and now I've got it it's it's not it's not hitting that spot so like what would you recommend in that situation would you say that's not their their real desire or or what yeah absolutely i've i've been there man i've been there um so i set myself i set my eyes on getting into consulting and um like this was after after i graduated from uni and i really wanted to get in i thought you know this is going to I'm going to grow exponentially. I'm going to be exposed to loads of different businesses. And then yeah. this is going to help me to launch my own business. But, you know, I worked at one company and then I got into Accenture, which, which is the last company I, I worked for, you know, and as if you're in the consulting industry, you understand that uh, 
it's it's a relatively like prestigious pre prestigious company like uh, it's one one of the top companies in the world for technology consulting so you know i got in there and like i was saying earlier after after the first few months it like the first few months were like fun and new and exciting yeah. but then i was waking after that i was waking up pretty like unmotivated and yeah. just generally unhappy I, I didn't kind of didn't want to get up but you know I'm, I'm i'm disciplined enough to get up anyways and then and i knew i knew deep down that something wasn't right and i wasn't gonna sit with this feeling for any longer it was getting so uncomfortable that i couldn't couldn't ignore that feeling so firstly like my advice is always follow your emotional guidance system what what is your gut feeling because truly um if true fulfillment is where you're feeling your best and you're feeling good yeah. and if your if your gut feeling is not feeling good then you know that's not for you yeah. um but you know back to the question it's it's difficult it's difficult for most of us if not all of us to understand from very early on like what is your true goal yeah. and what is truly going to fulfill you so a part of our life experience is experimentation so, you know, we might get a little bit of an idea of what, what might light us up, what might make us happy. And we get into that position, um, just like I did into consulting uh, and it didn't feel good. So my advice is always, always connect in with what your body is telling you because there really is intelligence in your body. Yeah. I think of it as your, your higher self or your soul. Um, it's speaking through your feelings, speaking yeah. through your emotions. Yeah. So tune into those those emotions and feelings and allow them to guide you to your ultimate destination um so to round it off like don't be afraid to make a change uh don't be afraid to make a change if if, if something doesn't feel right yeah. then um tune in ask yourself the big questions yeah and then you and then the answers will reveal themselves uh, if you intend them to yeah. be revealed no, that's really good. And I think that like, after listening to the first, however, how long we go in half an hour or so, like, I think one thing that I would say to this person who's asking is you might feel like you want to go somewhere because of the way you've been socially constructed. You might feel like you want this job because everything has told you until now that you want to do that. We do GCSC so we can get good results to, to do A-levels, to get good results, to do university degree so we can get a good job, right? And then you don't, don't you can't feel like you shouldn't be feeling like you want that job because everything is dictating you to push you towards this this societal process that we have you know so if you do eventually get there because everything has told you that you should get there you get there and it's like ah, this is a bit shit at the top that is your that is part of your process that is part of your realization and fulfillment process and what i always said is what helped me when i didn't have a clue what i was doing was i didn't necessarily I wouldn't necessarily say just do anything, but I would say do something that comes into your head, right? So for me, I knew I wanted to be in the fitness industry. So I just jumped into a fitness industry job and I knew that I might not like it, but I knew what I'm going to not like and I'm going to gather more information than I had before of what I didn't necessarily like. So, um, you know, in, in just in doing something, you kind of gather a lot more information. But I think that if you set that big goal and you've been told that this is the big goal and you work, 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 and you get there and doesn't feel right like maybe you've just been kind of guided that way and not truly you know made that path yourself so i think that's really cool 
Um, Dude, I hundred percent agree. Um, and that's that's really profound what you said actually. Um, uh, if you're guided to a situation that may not actually fulfill you or you're not actually happy with, only after you've experienced it, then yeah. you know take it as a part of your process. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what did you learn from that situation? Because we only know know truly from experience. So you you didn't know that you didn't truly like it until you experienced it. So now that you've experienced it and you've confirmed that it's not for you, then on to the next, you know, visualize other possibilities and, and tune into your feelings. What, what, which one of these possibilities feels like the right next step? Yeah. Uh, so AC Jim O2, he says, how can I stop worrying about the future? I have a big fear of regret and I can resonate with that because I'm all, I think especially now that I get, I've got a lot of responsibility with, with different businesses and trying to grow myself. And I think if I make the wrong decision here, I could lose everything I've worked for. And that does loom over my head. And I'm, I'm someone who's a little bit insecure with decisions and business ideas. Sometimes maybe I lack a bit of self-confidence, right? So I need to talk to people about it and I need to open up to my girlfriend, you know, my friends, tack, whatever, talk about my business ideas and see, if, see, see what the traction is. Um, and that's my fear. So I, I, sometimes I hold back on, on some ideas. Sometimes I'll go with them if I've got less fear about them. So how, what's your advice to people just to stop worrying? Not that m maybe they don't need to stop worrying, but like, what's, what's your take on um, having that fear of regret? Yeah. And I, I can totally resonate with that. Like um, when I, when I was younger, I, I used to be very, very fearful very very worried about making the wrong decisions taking the wrong path but i think these days what has really helped me to not be too worried or fearful about future is that um that faith so i have i have faith that whatever i whatever i do whatever i choose to do um there is no right or wrong and if if i make a choice that potentially results in what you might label as negative outcomes, then regardless of how negative it is, I would have learned something from that situation. And, and I know that from myself, I have faith that I will learn the lessons and I will implement them to help me pivot away from something potentially negative, negative down the line. So I think what I'm, what I'm suggesting is that you should not not fear making the wrong decision because truly you don't know the alternate truth yeah you don't know you, like the decision you made in the short term might have caused some negative impact but in the longer term might have taken you down a, a really beautiful path yeah so have faith that the universe and yourself is able to guide you through um you know tough circumstances to lead you to ultimate fulfillment yeah um but but my, the caveat there is you must you must have the awareness to learn your lessons because yeah. if you if you're taken down a negative path for, for a certain reason and then you just continue to repeat the cycle yeah. then unfortunately it's going to continue to take you down a negative path yeah that's what i was going to say is that as long as you've thought about the decision that you maybe make and there's not some overarching real stupidity about the decision like the worst that's going to happen is you're going to fail and when you fail, you learn and you know what to do next time. And you, it's, it's like a self-improvement. Like failing is a self-improvement process for me. You know, doing something wrong or, you know, making a mistake. I know what to do next time. So I'm always, I'm always big into 
I'm big into backing it when it's there, but don't get me wrong, I still have to talk about it. <laughs> um, this guy's asked, he also, uh, it's a specific to you, he says, I would like uh, tax take on, on video games and if he replaced him replaced those with another healthy habit or what helped him get away because this person is also facing the addiction of, of, of um, video games. Mm, mm, okay. It's, uh, is it a guy? It is a guy. All right. I feel you, brother. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've really been there. I've really been there. So, so the game that I was addicted to uh, started with RuneScape. Um, big up RuneScape. <laughs> big up RuneScape. I was level ninety nine wood cutting, so I cut a lot of trees. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then after that, I was I was playing World of Warcraft for uh, a few years. Very very immersive games. Very immersive games. And yeah. to be honest, I'm. I, I have to I have to give them credit because you know those games were very immersive, very incredible, yeah, great stories built too. So well. Yeah. Yeah, but unfortunately there is a lot of downsides. So, you know, the main downside is it absorbs a lot of your time. So I'm a preacher of always everything in moderation. I definitely don't condemn video games. I think there is a time and a place for them. Um, obviously if you enjoy them. So, you know, they're great for unwinding and great for just, you know, switching off for a bit. And, you know, the other side of it is it can be really good for your motor skills. Yep. So one thing that I gained from it is that I'm very fast on a computer. Yeah. And I found that was super beneficial when I was working in consulting. Um, now to talk about the downsides, in video games, you're, you're, there's loads of opportunities to get achievements, like leveling yeah. up, killing, killing monsters, getting loot, consistent getting gold. Dopamine dump. It's consistent, feels consistent good. dopamine. <laughs> so, you know, over time, um, and you can be spending hours on these games, each time you get one of those little achievements, yeah. you're releasing dopamine. So over time, this can desensitize your dopamine, dopamine receptors. And then as a result, you become much less motivated by things that will actually enrich your life. Yeah. So I definitely found that I, after many years of, of smashing the video games, I was very unmotivated. It was very difficult for me to like, get myself to do tough things. A lot of inertia, a lot of resistance. Um, and also it, it, I wasn't doing a lot of like face-to-face physical socializing. So that, that played a big role in my insecurities and my social anxiety. Yeah. So um, I, I actually replaced it with gym. So I replaced it with an activity which uh, is actually enriching for my body and uh, helped me to build discipline. Um, but you need a, a, a big enough motivation to quit games. Um, so, you know, I wrote a post about this uh like quite recently, but the way that the way that I overcame my addiction was I firstly set a very clear intention and I assigned a a, a powerful enough motivation to quit. Um, so I, I definitely I wanted to quit because I realized that I was pretty much wasting my life. I was I was devoting 90% of my energy and focus on the video games. Like even when I wasn't playing them. I was thinking about them and as a result of that i was i was not devoting any time to things that were like building me up as a person like gr- helping me to grow and develop yeah and deep down i knew i wanted to i wanted better in life so that was a big enough motivation for me so after that i associated great 
great pleasure and reward from um, doing the things that outside of video games. So I, I, I derived great pleasure from seeing progress in the gym and reading books and learning about things. Mm-hmm. But I also do, I, I assigned great pain from, uh, and, and this might be a bit, bit severe, but I, I assigned great pain from, from playing video games because um, I knew that I was pretty much like in my mind, I, I, mm-hmm. I was wasting, wasting my life. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, you just mentioned a gym that I want to bring up for the viewers. Tak was an amazing Olympic lifter. I used to, when I didn't know Tak, there's a place called Power Base in, in, in Loughborough. And I used to watch this guy squat. You've never seen someone squat so low in your life. Ankles, ankles, ankles to bum. Uh, but yeah, he used to be a really, really good Olympic lifter, uh, which was, which is, which is kind of like how we first probably like related to each other, right? It's how we first kind of like crossed over with, with the lifting world. So that's what I just wanted to throw in there. Um, here's, here's one. And, and I don't know whether you've ever been faced with this. Um, I know that you said that, you know, you, you applied to Cambridge and you really wanted to make your mum proud and you had no issues at school and whatever. So I don't know whether this has happened or anything like that, but how would you suggest someone deal with people who aren't supportive of your purpose and journey in life? So for example, I don't know how you, um, how your, your mum reacted when you said, I'm quitting my corporate job to be a fulfillment coach. That's like, that's like, you know, especially for a Chinese culture, you know, you're going from a corporate job to a fulfillment coach. They are almost polar opposite opposites, you know, and I don't know whether you were faced with any backlash from that. I know that when I first started bodybuilding, my dad was like, what are you like? You're going to stand you're going to tan in a pair of pants on stage. I don't, where's the job? I don't understand it. Right. So there was some pushback there. And I wonder if you had any advice for people or, or any actionable points for people to, especially when it comes from parents, that's the, that's what I find very difficult. It's like, cause they're everything to you and they're, they're the ones, they're the, they're the figureheads in your family. So when they give you some pushback or perhaps some negative words towards your overall goal and and what you think is going to fulfill you what's your advice to people to do with those those scenarios and have you uh, ever felt anything similar so that's a great question and fortunately the the people that are very close in my life like yourself and like the people i live with very very supportive um but i i put that down to i'm 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 pretty selective about who i have let into my circle and this was, this was a lesson I learned quite early on because like early on I used to be in be associated with many different groups and over time I learned who who I vibe with yeah. and who and I sort I sort of set a criteria although it's it, it's not like a I I get out a list and just tick off the criteria <laughs> when, when, uh, when nope, I you're out yeah <laughs> but uh, in general I, I just I the people that are stuck around in my life where I'm very close with, I vibe with on a level. I like, um, we, they, they bring the positive energy. Like I, I always bring the positive energy where I can. I always want to spread love and, and positivity. So if I encounter people that are on the same kind of vibe, vibe with me, then you know, those are the people that remain and are in my close circle. So yeah. fortunately the people in my close circle have been super supportive, yeah. uh, very understanding. Um, but you know, the, the the problem around parents is that we we value their opinions a lot, mm-hmm. and we want to make them proud. We want to make them proud, and it's not nice when you're getting a lot of criticism from your parents. And and I and I did I did receive some. Yeah. 
but ultimately i'm i'm so solid in myself and i'm and i'm very independent i'm very independent person that no matter what other people say yeah and and also my my vision is so powerful and i and i actually feel a great sense of purpose and mission to be doing what i do um so no matter what anyone says it doesn't affect me like i know what i'm doing Uh, i'm also not dependent on it on anyone at the moment so like truly i can do whatever i want yeah like like and this is my advice to people like ultimately if something if you really resonate with a mission a purpose a goal and people aren't agreeing with you like maybe it's your circle maybe it's your family do it anyways you do it for yourself yeah. because you're you're you the person that lives your life is you and you should be the leader of your life you make you should make every important decision in your life yeah. obviously you know take take people's opinions but don't integrate them and don't allow them to change your own opinion and your own beliefs be solid in your own beliefs follow your authenticity and know that you know when you make it people will support you and and the people that don't support you the the friends or relationships that you have that don't support you it's tough but you know allow them for allow them to fall away and just just rise Mm. and as you rise as you raise yourself up and as you follow your purpose and your mission then the right people will be attracted into your life and it's going to be peachy. Yeah. No, I completely, I completely agree with that. I think the only thing I would add to it is uh, if it's your parent, I think do your due diligence in educating them the best that you can around your passion, around the, you've got to try and let them understand it in a way they're going to understand it. Right. So the way my dad was, was going to understand bodybuilding was the numbers, how much money are you going to make? How are you going to make it? You know? And for a long time, I didn't know. And that's probably why he was a bit like, I don't know what you're doing or why I pay for this degree. You need to go use it. So, you know, you've got to do your due diligence in understanding that part of the things where you need to, especially if it's someone who has a big influence on your life, you've got to educate them with the possibilities and hopefully they'll see your passion and they'll see that this really resonates with you and they're going to back you anyway. They might not believe it, but they're going to back you, right? They're going to support you. So I think that's, that's something they need to do. I think if you're one of those people who, completely relies on their parents uh lives at home with their parents and is being stifled by their parents and you really 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 believe in what you want to do i really think that you should move away like that's pretty brutal but i think you should you should just you know fly your wings and become self-sufficient like you don't rely on their money you don't rely on their house and then go fly your wings because when you're flying your wings they're gonna say sorry and they're gonna say we should have supported you from day one you know, because if I appreciate some people are young or too young to move out, I appreciate some people may not be in the financial position, but if you really resonate, you're going to find a way to be in a financial position to move out. You know, you're going to be in a fine, you're going to find a way to financially be viable and pursue your dream. So uh, it does sound quite harsh, leave your parents, but you know what? Like you got one life, you got to live it. The world has changed since our parents were young. They don't not always fully understand, especially things like bodybuilding and social media. Um, just trying to relate it back to back to the back to me um it's it's hard for them to understand sometimes so yeah i think i think a lot of those points will resonate with people one thing one thing you, you we were talking about there and we got a, quite, a few questions on it um was the people that you bring into your circle um the the, the, the question was let me just find this question um how do, the question was how do you find friends who have similar goals um without it feeling forced and I felt like when I read that question, I thought, I don't actually know because 
one the, the thing that changed me and I, i've said this throughout loads and loads of podcasts was my friends and my university experience university whatever i didn't, didn't get much out of the degree i didn't get much out of going to lectures everything i got was the experience with my friends um, different cultures different mindsets but that was really really natural and organic and i never forced anything and we just became like six to a ten best friends really 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 quickly so i don't know if you've got any advice for those people who perhaps are alone you know like i i have kids message me who maybe they've been motivated by something i say and you know they really really want this goal maybe they're 17 or 18 well i know 17 and 18 year olds who are sat at home smoking weed lazy and playing video games because because we were doing that back in the day right so i think when you're that outlier or that that lone wolf in perhaps like a whole school of people who just aren't like that or a university or whatever it is it is hard and i wondered if you had any advice on what they could be doing to reinforce their circle and if they even should be reinforcing their circle Mm -hmm. good question good question now i can i can really resonate with this because for like well well i'll back this up by Uh, like fortunately i've always had at least one very close friend who i vibed with a lot but like during primary school i pretty much only vibed with one person so you know also being an outsider i was the only chinese kid in my class um i felt very lonely um and then like later on in my journey um for for anyone that's gone through something similar i went through a, a spiritual awakening basically and during that period i felt like i i couldn't speak to anyone because no one else was going through something similar in my immediate circle yeah so yeah again i felt that great sense of like loneliness i couldn't open up to anyone fully um and like also when i was younger i couldn't open up fully about my emotions either we we were really entrenched in a lot of like toxic masculinity growing up so opening up about my emotions wasn't acceptable wasn't acceptable um in fact i was stamped stamped down a couple of times because of it so i understand the feeling of almost not not having a close circle where you can be your true self and and really that's what you want you want to have a circle where you are able to just be your full authentic self where each of your friends and and even yourself you need to fully accept yourself but your friends also have to fully accept you as well for, for exactly who you are. Yeah. Now, how do you find these people? Well, it requires you to put yourself out there a little bit. Yeah. Um, but also like from an energetic level, from a universal level, everything is energy, right? That's what I was going to say. Every, everything is connected. Every, we're all connected. Um, we're all creative expressions of the universe and we're all, you know, extensions of the same energy. So, my 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 greatest advice around this topic is to find yourself first really get to know yourself really accept yourself fully develop that self-love um understand who you are and what you believe in like at the deepest level and then when you're vibrating at your own vibration when you're fully embodying your best self your your true self then trust and believe that the universe is going to bring the right people into your life um but you know from a more practical perspective there's a you you definitely want to elevate your circle because you become your your circle has a very big impact on you so your success and your happiness has a great dependence on the people you spend most time with so if you're if you have certain interests that you know most people around you don't have then 
the internet the internet is a great resource look for like yeah. facebook groups or yeah, look yeah, for yeah. Insta uh content which um resonates with you and then you'll you'll find people who are on your wavelength yeah yeah no i completely agree i think one thing that um allowed me to expand my circle was because uh from whatever 12 to 18 that whole high school period maybe maybe gs gcse a levels I was I was socially influenced. I was went with the crowd, became Jack the Lad, fell into that role really, really easily. Rugby lad, wouldn't go out on night out if I wasn't wearing a thong. Do you know what I mean? Like weird, weird <laughs> things like this like, that just kind of so, socially told me was normal. I was in a rugby club. I was in a rugby team. This is what's normal. I just felt awkward every time I'm doing this. I'm like, what am I doing? But coming to university, I think what what was good for me was I went to a place where I didn't know anyone. I didn't know one single friend that was going there when all my other friends were going to universities together. I didn't go to one, I didn't know one single person. And I came in with a clean slate and I came in with a, I'm going to be me and fuck everyone else. I like, if they don't like me, they don't like me. And it really, like, like you said, and I, like I've said many, many times, wavelengths attract wavelengths, vibes attract vibes. You, you, you just, it's it's so strange in the way that I met my friends and, and including Tack was it this was almost like we were all listening and speaking on a level at the same. And and there were people outside of it and there were people below it and it just didn't make sense and all of us clicked like that. So one thing that really allowed me to progress my circle was coming in with that clean slate. And actually I use that same like I use that same mentality for, for my latest relationship. You know, my my relationship before was was pretty toxic and I really wasn't myself. And actually I used to get comments from her when she used to come to, to Loughborough, to Heathcote, when, you know, me, Tack and the boys were chilling. And I would be myself because I'd be with the boys and be with my best friends. And she used to say, you're so strange when you're with them. And I'm like, that's just me. I kept saying, like, that's just me. Like, I'm just being myself. So I would recruit, recluse back into my shell every time I was with her to try and adhere to whatever whatever that was, you know, just trying to make that, that nice. And, and when we broke up, I said, I'm never doing that again. I'm using this exact same principle. I'm going to wipe this slate clean. I'm going to come into my next relationship with, this is me. Wear my heart on my sleeve. If you take me face value, like I'm not a prick. I'm not a horrible person. You know, you're either going to like me or you're not. And like, that, and that's how I, that's how I went to this relationship. And, and it's, 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 it's incredible to just never have to worry about who I am as a person. I never have to think about how I act. I never have to think about anything I can just be. And that's something that really, really benefited me. And, 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 and like you said, like the wavelength just attracted her and, and also all my friends. So no, I completely agree. You don't need to force it, but there are, there are the ways like you said, practically that you can get out there. Obviously you're going to have hobbies. Obviously you're going to have things that you like to do. You're probably going to find people who are very similar eventually. Right. So you know, don't force it. You don't need to have to have friends right now or, or a circle right now, but just know that when people, when you do accept people into your circle, you accept them on the right terms and it's not just a, like a leverage situation, if that makes sense. Um, cool. Um, I got, I got a few more questions. We've been going on for about just over an hour, so we won't, we won't go on too much longer. Um, so th this question is, this question is a little bit, I can understand this question. So, the guy says, is it wrong to have physical goals um, that fulfill you? For example, I want a million in the bank account. It, you know, like that's a very superficial on face value goal. And I think that something that I get faced with sometimes is I sometimes feel bad for wanting more money, you know, 
but I obviously know I on face value that sounds a bit weird but I appreciate what money can give me it can give me that financial freedom it can give me that ability to do what I want to do like you were saying earlier like for me true fulfillment is being able to do what I want to do and obviously money allows that so this guy is just a little worried that should he be focused on having his internal goals of like he should be in a state of happiness or you know or is it wrong in thinking that actually money is going to bring him that happiness you know which is one of those Mm. questions does money make me happy you know so he almost has this guilt that he wants more money but knows that it's going to make him happy or or so he thinks yeah yeah an incredible question incredible question and and it's a question that i'm pretty pretty sure crosses all of our minds yeah now firstly i would be asking what do you want the money for because the truth the truth is it's not the actual money which is going to fulfill you or make you happy it's what you gain from the money so yeah. the the biggest question here is what's your motivation for using the money so i i had for a long time this block of you know, i'm i want to lead a good life but i don't want to do stuff purely for money so it, it made me think uh, you know and, and, a, and a lot of people have this mindset that money is the root to evil but really it's not it's not it's it's the root to evil if you're using it for evil things yeah. if you're using it for purely self-service but you know imagine this if i had a million pounds imagine how much how many people i can feed with that a million pounds yeah imagine what what positive projects i could invest that money into um so you know money can be used for good things or bad things and uh, so that's why you need to know why you why you want the money now to me, money is energy, um, just like everything else in this universe. So, you know, don't be shameful that you want want more money because uh, the energy of money allows you to do things and achieve things. So, you know, I, I want, I, I'm not uh, shameful about wanting money because I know that I want absolute freedom in life, mm-hmm. and I know I want to make a a significant positive impact whilst I'm here. And I know I can do that with money. So the money is going to allow me to travel the world and meet people um, and experience things and have a lead a beautiful life, which is one of my missions. But also it's going to allow me to invest in, you know, startup companies that are beneficial to the planet or invest in my own companies that I intend to create. Um, So, you know, uh, I would try to relinquish your the feelings of shame around wanting money but i would definitely clarify on why exactly you want the money and what you want to use it for yeah no that's 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 a really good answer i think that's really good answer and actually just for me like that makes that makes more sense like than than what i was thinking in my head so now that 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 really really that really does help uh we'll do a few few questions uh literally two more questions and and we'll we'll call it um some Mm -hmm. of these like a lot of these we've, we've already covered over time. Um, I think that we may have touched on this a little bit earlier, but this guy says, if you feel like you don't have a purpose, you, you, you don't even have an inclination into what you want to do. And I think a lot of people are faced with that as well. Where do you start in finding one? Because for me, I, I kind of knew I wanted to go to the gym, for, you know, quite a lot. I kind of I knew that I wanted to help people that way um, from when I started getting into it. Maybe I didn't before, but I guess uh, if, if you had any advice for people that just, they don't even have a, a direction they want to be pulled in. They haven't got something pulling them in, in any direction at all. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and that's a, that's a powerful question. Um, and really, I would, I would be, be very aware of what lights you up, what excites you, what, yeah. what, what do you enjoy doing? Um, and then also connect that with what are your strengths. So, you know, th this is a very advanced, uh, advanced kind of technique, but look, look through your past and look where, what, look at the things you were doing that you really enjoyed and that you were really good at, because that can give you a really good indication of how life, how the universe was kind of pre preparing you for yeah. your purpose and for your mission. Um, like when I look back on my life and reflect on loads of my past experiences, I realized that I was very, um, they, those experiences prepared me to be like a great, a great coach and prepared me to, um, want fulfillment and, and lead like a good life. Uh, yeah. they, they've led me to this position and given me certain skills and experiences, uh, which will facilitate that. So, you know, look at your past really connecting with your feelings so like yeah. what what feels good to you and what what a lot of people don't do is that they don't use their their kind of the skill of vision which is looking into the future so what i what i do quite often is i write in my journal but i'm writing from a future future position of myself where i'm visualizing potential futures yeah potentialities of what could happen and i'm feeling what and i'm tapping into my my feelings and being like does this does this potential future that i'm visualizing do i actually want it does it feel good is it something that i truly want to achieve yeah. and slowly over time as you continue to use this the skill of vision that you have you're you'll be able to form a much more clear um future that you actually desire yeah no. so yeah I, I would i would try those things yeah no i agree with that and i think that don't be don't cast this shame don't cast this guilt of not knowing because it's it's rife 90 percent of the world just don't know and 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 90 percent of the world maybe die not knowing you know some people don't find their purpose i think sometimes and i think you know the fact that you're asking this question shows me that you're searching for it and just the fact that you're searching for it tells me you're going to find it you know, I promise you, you start asking, asking the questions and taking some different routes, you're going to find it. I think just going off a little bit about uh, what Tak said about what makes you tick, what makes you buzz, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe whatever, just as a, a really, really general example. I love football. It really, really ticks my, really, really ticks things. Right. You may not be a professional footballer, but there is a thousand careers around football that you may enjoy, right? Just as an example, like just something tangible that you guys can understand, you know, that goes for like we said gaming 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 industry is huge fitness industry is huge there is thousands and thousands of opportunities in different things that you like so once you start identifying with those passions those things that really give you that sense of feeling of well-being whether it's helping people whether whatever it is you can start exploring that route a little bit more and that exploration again is all part of that process so um really good points final questions it's been a pleasure so far so final questions um, do you think you need to be uncomfortable in order to achieve your dreams? Do you, do you think that process of being uncomfortable, getting yourself into an uncomfortable position or leaving your comfort zone has to happen to achieve the dreams? Or do you think people can do it comfortably? Because I think a lot of people think life's comfortable and can be comfortable. But I also mm -hmm. think it doesn't necessarily should be. 
I I believe that it is pretty much a requirement. Now, you know, everyone has different zones uh, of comfort. But when we when we put when we take ourselves outside of our comfort zone, that is where we grow. Um, So I I truly believe if you're if you're just completely comfortable, then you're not growing. At least you're not growing to your fullest capability. Um, So, you know, if you're especially if you're because self mastery requires you to grow you're you're you're, everyone every one of us is transforming into something at every moment in time and if you're taking yourself outside your comfort zone you're growing much faster than you would if you were inside your comfort zone um so yeah i I think it's it's a requirement now yeah i think yeah it is (laughs) no i agree i agree completely i think what i'd add to that is, is 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 one thing that i've noticed as i've pushed my boundaries um got uncomfortable is that you you have a you build a tolerance to being uncomfortable somewhat you get used to being you get used to being uncomfortable and i think that's a good thing but for me my brain just links it straight back to the bodybuilding you need to progress that uncomfortability you need to push your boundaries further each time and and get more uncomfortable because if you take yourself to 20% uncomfortability and you stay at 20% uncomfortability for a year, that 20% starts to feel like 0%. So you need to try and progress that. I'm a big believer, like bodybuilding taught me so much about life. And you know, people, what do you mean? You just build a muscle. Progression, progression of life, progression of mindset, progression of, of being uncomfortable, progression physically, progressionally, emotionally, mentally. You know, all those things have, come, have stemmed from bodybuilding for me. I think that one thing linking to, the, to being uncomfortable is that you get good at it, you know? So keep pushing it and keep pushing it. The more uncomfortable you can get, potentially the more growth you can find within yourself. So um, yeah, I think, I think we can round that. Dude, I really, really appreciate you from coming on. I think, I think we talked about some cool things. I barely even realized we're on a podcast. We're just like going back and forth. So no, I really, <laughs> really appreciate it. Um, uh, tech, let them know where they can find you. Let, let people know where, where they can uh, find you everywhere. Well, yeah, firstly, thanks for having me on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Like, uh, I I think we have really deep conversations, so I'm glad we captured this one. Um, But yeah, let let me take a moment to acknowledge you, man, because (laughs) like, I truly, like, um, I just want to take this moment to to just express my gratitude to you, you know, for for being one of my my most close friends, like one of my best friends for sure. You're a very pivotal person in my life and uh, you, you've you're certainly been an inspiration. I know you're an inspiration to all your followers too, but you know, I've, uh, I've seen your, I've seen your transformation. I've seen your growth and it's truly been inspirational. It's been really beautiful, man, that you've, you've come so far and the person you've flourished into is, is really magnificent. So I'll take thank a moment you, to, to thank you for that. Um, and, and it's been awesome to see your transformation and really experience it firsthand. Um, I'm very grateful to, to be in this position, but yeah, let me, uh, let me tell, tell you where, where you can find me. So, you know, I'm a certified accredited life coach, but I specialize in helping people achieve a state of fulfillment. And a major part of my teachings is helping people to reconnect to their authenticity and align their entire lives, their lifestyles, habits, patterns, to be in congruence with that vision of your authentic desires and beliefs. So um, you can, you can catch me on uh, Instagram at uh, Um I would also be starting a 
well, I've, I'm in the process of launching my YouTube channel. So you know, once that's out, you'll, you'll find it on my Instagram. I'll, I'll post it up. But yeah, if, if anyone wants to have a, a call or a discovery session around, on uh, displaying like where we'll go through how, how I can help you and like what your current challenges and struggles are, and uh, I can demonstrate some of the coaching that we, we might go through, then yeah, yeah, just reach out through Instagram. Perfect. And I'll put all of tax links uh, in the description box on the YouTube video, first YouTube video. Uh, and yeah, thank you guys for tuning in to something different, something a little bit longer. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Peace and love everybody. Bye-bye.